Welcome to Startup Health Now. This is the podcast where we celebrate the most innovative entrepreneurs in health and the moonshots they're working to achieve. I'm Nicole Clark, Startup Health's senior writer. Before we get into this episode, I think it's important to address the thing that just about every single human being on the planet is thinking about, if not already impacted by, the novel coronavirus, or COVID-19. As the spread of COVID-19 continues to rack the world, the team here at Startup Health is doubling down on our efforts to share insights and analysis on the health entrepreneurs who have refocused their efforts on finding solutions to COVID-19. From triage to testing, to treatment, to providing digitally-based mental health and wellness services, our aim is to spread the word about the people collaborating and offering their tools to help patients and healthcare providers alike stay the spread of this infectious disease. Today's episode is an example of that kind of coming together. It's also timely. We're sharing a special fireside chat from the 2020 Startup Health Festival. It's a panel of registered nurses who hold leadership positions at Amazon and Microsoft, along with a technology strategist from Verily Life Sciences. Before the spread of the current coronavirus, the World Health Organization declared 2020 the year of the nurse and midwife. Nurses represent the largest percentage of the global healthcare workforce, over half in fact. But by 2030, the World Health Organization estimates that there will be a shortage of 9 million nurses. And this number doesn't take into account the surge of needed nurses to accommodate the demand on healthcare systems caused by the spread of COVID-19. This panel of nurse entrepreneurs understands what's needed to fill the gap. They know how to improve the adoption of telehealth platforms, design them with the patient in mind, and they are the proverbial boots on the ground to support a move from sick care to a truly preventative care model. Shauna Butler, host of the See You Now podcast, is the moderator. I'll let her take it from here. So, so, so glad to be here amongst the innovators and the leaders and the health transformers. And a new word to add to your lexicon, the entrepreneurs. And I brought my posse along with me because when we talked about linking arm in arms and having that group, that uh, set of people who are down in the trenches with you to help make these changes happen, that would be this group called the nurses. And I brought a few of them along with me today. So if I could invite my guests up here, uh, Molly McCarthy, Christy Henderson, and Linda Moyer. Thank you. Give it up. So I want to set the, the stage a little bit for you here. Um, so across the globe, I think you probably all heard, health systems are really struggling. They are strained to meet the current demands, and they're doing so in the face of current and really looming workforce shortages. Um, there is a shortage of all healthcare workers, but where it's being particularly hit is within the nursing profession. So by 2030, the World Health Organization has noted that we're looking at a workforce shortage of about 9 million nurses, 18 overall with all healthcare workers, but 9 million nurses. And so if I put that on a daily context, that's about, we're gonna need about 3,000 new nurses a day, a day. Um, so with that in mind, and the World Health Organization, their mission, their moonshot is to create great health, good health for all. 
And in order to do that, they've recognized that the only way that that's going to happen is focusing on the largest segment of the healthcare workforce, and that is nurses. They represent 50% of our workforce. And I want to say that again, half of our global workforce are nurses. And in the face of that and recognizing this big moonshot, this big challenge, they have designated, and it's really a designation, but it's more of a call to action that 2020 is the year of the nurse and midwife. And it is an international campaign that is focused on how do we elevate the, the role, the profile, and more importantly, move nurses into these roles of leadership and um, tap into this huge pool of insights and expertise to drive this transformation to moving us to health. So I, like I said, I brought my colleagues, my posse with me, because oftentimes uh, nurses, um, we, wanted, we wanted to think in terms again of partnerships and collaboration. And another really important statistic is that out of that half of our global workforce being nurses, 90% of those nurses across the globe are women. And so oftentimes at the leadership of health uh, leadership and technology companies, we often don't see, first of all in health, we don't see technology companies, we're increasingly seeing that. We haven't seen nurses and we haven't seen women. So I am here to help you see a new face of what healthcare systems are looking like. So in the context of that, um, Christy, how is it, can you give us in the context of your current and your past roles, how is it the technology companies are really tapping into the insights and the expertise and particularly the unmatched feedback loops that nurses have with patients and data? Yeah, so it's, you know, we're all here for the moonshot. We're all here to, to really fix an industry that's not working at all. And so as, as tech companies and all of you are looking to solve these problems, you're looking for people that really understand the problems that are out there. What are the gaps in the system? You're looking for people that understand the customer who is our patient. You're looking for people who have deep understanding of operations so that that new idea, that new technology can actually be implemented successfully. And you need somebody that's trusted by all the stakeholders involved. That happens to be a nurse. And, um, and we're just a few examples of those that bring those skill sets to the table. Um, it's not going to be easy, it's complex, and it's really hard, but nurses are in all areas of the health system. And so what you see and what most people think of when they think of a nurse is they think of that nurse at the bedside doing direct patient care. And they're needed there and they are there, but they're also CEOs, they're also helping develop product, they're helping build the business models that are um, bringing sustainable solutions to the healthcare industry. So it's an exciting time. So can you share with us just a little bit, give context, like your current role and your past roles, because they're pretty yeah. unimpressive. Yeah, so as a nurse, I started as a um, bedside nurse in the emergency department of a trauma center. And this happened to be in uh, Mississippi, at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And from that, I then became a nurse practitioner, but went to solve a problem of access to care for emergency care, which was with telemedicine. Formed the Center of Telehealth, was the Chief Telehealth and Innovation Officer at an academic medical center, then took that and replicated that model for a national health system, um, and now I've joined Amazon. So nurses are everywhere, and they're making a really big difference. So do you have anything to say to Amazon, Ms. Molly? 
Molly Microsoft? I'm not sure. <laughs> I promise you won't tell. Um, first of all, it's great to be here. I actually spent uh, my, my career here 20 years ago where I transitioned from clinical nurse really into technology at a medical device company down in San Carlos. So it's so fun to be back. Um, been at Microsoft for six and a half years and have really seen Microsoft uh, transform both from a technology perspective, but I think really from a cultural perspective under the leadership of Satya Nadella, really moving more towards an open platform, mm -hmm. more collaborative, diversity and inclusion is so important, not just in terms of um, you know, who we're hiring, but also where, where they come from and what their backgrounds are so that we're making and designing and developing for really on a global level. Um, so really within the healthcare group at Microsoft, there are three areas we focus on. I'm gonna glaze over the first one because that's really digital transformation and helping our customers. The second one I'm gonna highlight because I think it's really the most important and that's really empowering the frontline clinicians, the nurses, the physicians, the nurse practitioners, the physician's assistants as they do their job as tech becomes more and more uh, in their face yeah. um, and, and really looking to put them back at the bedside. So working with technologies such as like ambient clinical intelligence in terms of intelligent scribes, et cetera. Um, and then finally, just really thinking about personalized medicine and, and not just the physical aspects of an individual. And this is where nurse, nurses are very well positioned, really bringing in other concepts, social determinants of health, their community, their, their family, where they live, do they have access to food and care? So those are some of the three areas we're looking at at Microsoft. And Linda, you've had a lot of experience because from the standpoint of thinking about the social space. And um, oftentimes when we talk about the clinical workforce and we're talking about nurses, we're, we're very focused on the acute care settings. Mm -hmm. But with your role in some of the startups and some of the other technology companies, you've really had a focus on people in their homes, their native, their native environments when they're not in healthcare systems. What have you experienced there? Sure, um, I've seen a lot of roles where they're looking specifically for a nurse or clinician or, <laughs> and otherwise not, and, and where nurses could uniquely add value. Everything from operations and mapping out workflows to product development and management, um, really getting those insights from the users, to marketing, sales, business development, implementation, and customer success. These are all areas where nurses have unique insights and can add value. Yeah. Well, um, when ZDog was up here, and gosh, I, I just want to give a shout out to ZDog for all of those nurse videos that he has. They're mm -hmm. just, they're great. And I think my favorite one is the man in the mirror. I don't know how many of you enjoy that one. but. Um, when one of the things that um, he mentioned was the importance of gaining trust. So every year the Gallup poll surveys the public to understand who they trust and by how much, by what degree. So just last week, um, the Gallup poll released their results and 18 years in a row, nurses are the most trusted profession. And not by a little bit, by a lot of it. And that trust is earned every single day, millions of interactions. Um, that, that really helped to build the public's awareness of how you would interact with the nurse, why you would interact with the nurse. And trust really, really matters. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, Christy, as so many of the roles that you have had, um, you have had to bring out new products, new ways of delivering care, 
and trust is really important in that. So can you speak to like how are the, how are the tech companies leveraging the trust dividends that nurses have to help us think about care in new and different ways? Yeah, I wish it was as easy as um, buying a new technology solution, solution and just implementing it. Um, unfortunately, there's humans involved and there's behavior change. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it really does mean that you have to build trust. If you're gonna get engagement, if you're gonna get adoption, um, you've got to have somebody that's a trusted partner in that, in that process, and that means somebody that's listening, somebody that understands on the front lines what's really being done and how we can make the, uh, implement it in the best way. And so, you know, I guess my new slogan of the day is, if you want to make a change, hire a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and, Linda, you've been doing a lot, um, your, your stint at Facebook, mm -hmm. what was one of the things that you found as far as being a community manager that using your nursing credentials was helpful with? Yeah, I, so I was involved with strategic partner relationships for the health communities. You know, there's millions of people using the group's platform to provide education and support to each other, um, bypassing the healthcare system, realizing there's gaps. And it was because, and oftentimes when I would reach out to them, I would introduce myself as a nurse, and that established the credibility and, and fiduciary responsibility that I think nurses feel for advocating for patients um, and to really bring those insights back to the team to help with the prioritization. But, it, but what, you know, I, th I think the nurse helped establish that credibility with the, the users. And you've seen a lot of that with the new product developments that you guys have. You have so many different partnerships Right. How, how does that play into developing <clears throat> new partnerships and collaboration when you're walking in with, hey, let me show you this new shiny technology, and how many people have PTSD about yeah, well, I, I think, you know, when I came to Microsoft six and a half years ago, it was really uh, during the kind of closure to some extent of EMR implementation mm -hmm. and, and not many people were thinking about the cloud or moving to the cloud within healthcare organizations. So I think, you know, with Microsoft, historically, we've really been targeting the IT professionals. Right. And so, Microsoft made a concerted effort to look at the healthcare industry and bring in individuals with experience that could actually have the conversations with clinicians, with business line individuals, um, beyond what the, the gadget or the technology is. And to um, the point earlier about changing behavior, I think it's so important. So we actually, we have nurses at Microsoft in our research group who are looking at user interfaces. We, have, we just hired our chief nursing information officer, one of my colleagues, and we actually, um, one of the areas where I really feel like in the future is our customer success unit. So doing that implementation, so not just with Microsoft, but with our partners as well. I think it's so critical to have those conversations where I know, okay, you've been here before, you've done that. Um, immediately, you're put on a different credibility level than someone else, quite frankly. Well, the, the other question, I mean, on a, so this, this, the new role that I get to have is um, as a host of the new podcast called See You Now. So it's being, um, when we talk about collaborations and partnerships, I'm really excited to be collaborating with Johnson & Johnson in, in the American Nurses Association on bringing you the, spotlighting the stories around human-centered innovation that are being driven by nurses. And one of the insights that we... Um, have, been, have been surfacing a lot of this through research that Johnson & Johnson has been doing in their 
future of nursing campaign is that um, people really don't know what nurses do. They don't necessarily understand all the different places where they are innovating. And one of the pieces that we found as far as why trust is so important is that on a daily basis, nurses are trusted with billions of dollars of pharmaceuticals, of technologies, of data. Data. That's a really big one and increasingly so, but also our most precious assets, you know, the people that we love, the people that we care for. And as you guys are talking with your customers and your clients, and then also a lot of the startups that are coming to you, how can you help them leverage this, this understanding of how important it is that when people are sharing with you really intimate details of their lives, really sensitive data, how can we build the trust to say that it is safe and secure and it will be protected? Have you got any insights? I mean, you've been doing so much with the American Telehealth Group. What are you guys doing to, to send that message out? You know, it's about education and awareness. I mean, to your, to your statement earlier at the very beginning, you know, people don't really know what all nurses do and their capabilities. Mm -hmm. And so it's around just, you know, okay, don't worry about the letters behind somebody's name. Look at the skills and characteristics you need in an individual. Um, and, and go out seeking that, but that means you need to open your eyes and your candidate pool and make sure consciously that you're intentionally looking at a diverse group and not going out there just for letters behind a name. And so if we've talked about the things that are needed to really make a difference, and we've told you that, that there's nurses that are exactly meeting that profile, make sure they're in your candidate pool and, and really are being very thoughtful, intentional about potentially adding them to your team. Uh, you won't be uh, disappointed. In fact, I think you'll they'll exceed your expectations. Yeah, and I think, you know, to that point, Christy, um, you know, it's really smart business, as you were mentioning, mentioning mm -hmm. before, the, the percentage of nurses in, in the workforce, in the U.S., in the world, um, and, and think of it from a market perspective, how you can penetrate market with these folks, not only helping with design and development, but the implementation um, yeah. And, and truly adoption. You're not going to have a new technology implemented or adopted in a healthcare setting without the involvement of nurses. Yeah. And the, the two hashtags that I work with quite a bit is um, hashtag technology needs nurses. So part of that is identifying what the unmet needs are. And if you're designing a product and you're trying to solve a problem to really understand the problem. The other one, speaking to this nursing shortage, is hashtag nurses need technology. There are so many problems that really need attention, so many needs that are unmet. And so, Linda, one of the, you've been in the very focused out in the community. What are some of the very specific conditions, populations, processes, procedures where you've had direct contact with the public saying, here's what I need help with? We've got all of these entrepreneurs out here. How can we help them focus on what problems actually need to be solved? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I, I think the two areas that I've been really interested in and where I think you, you know, my clinical background brought unique insights was data analytics. So bringing insights and efficiencies from this data um, and then also patient engagement and behavior change. And especially in regards where I've been focused is chronic care management. Yeah. So diabetes, hypertension, um, uh, heart failure, CHF, COPD, asthma, chronic conditions. Uh, <laughs> all, yeah. All of them. All of them. All ages, right? All ages. All ages. And then the other part is the locations. I mean, technology is dramatically changing 
who's delivering the care, where it's being delivered, when it's being delivered. Um, you know, you really are over and sitting in that company that's really thinking a lot about delivery of all of that. What are the new opportunities for where care can be delivered? Well, you know, that's the exciting part. You know, if we're really listening to our customer, our patients, they're going to tell us where they want this, and that's how we're going to get the engagement. If we create something um, in a boardroom that isn't informed by our users, uh, we're not going to get the results that we want. We've got to put it out there, get their feedback, iterate, iterate, iterate. And, you know, as I think about the journey that I've been on in nursing and where all we've delivered care and how we've solved problems, um, it's so rewarding to be able to work with the different technology companies to say where we're still not meeting the mark. Mm -hmm. We're not there. Look out there. We're not there. We've got some incredible technology. The adoption of all of this is growing rapidly, but we still have a broken health system. So we've got to partner together to really come up with solutions that the users will adopt. Also, I think moving from sick care to health care, and I think nurses, you know, when we're trained, um, really looking at individuals holistically, so not just one particular system. Um, so, so I think nurses are well positioned uh, to help that transition as we move towards more, more of a preventative model. So given where you guys sit in your um, companies, you have very senior roles. And what I'm curious is, as these tech companies are thinking about how, how do I solve these problems, I don't think that the call to action has been ask a nurse. Um, but Chrissy, have you got some guidance or you know, tips that you would offer to tech companies? How would be the best way to leverage the skill set that nurses bring to this? They need to be embedded in the teams. I mean, from the very beginning all the way through to deployment. Mm -hmm. um, your product is going to be better. As you're getting stakeholder input, have that nurse there. They're speaking on behalf of oftentimes women, uh, the highest user of, of healthcare and the decision maker for families. Um, they are the ones that can help you understand where your roadblocks are, uh, what customers are going to think of it, if there's going to be trust issues from the patients, all of those things. So have them all the way through the process and, and, and you'll be successful. Linda, you've had these roles in startups and early stage. Where do you see the value of startups and early stage companies engaging nurses and diverse voices? And we, haven't, we have not mentioned um, the people who are the experts in the conditions, frequently known as patients. And um, you are so close to that voice. And that is one thing, is that sometimes it can be hard to engage an entire patient population, but it's interesting by engaging nurses, it's a proxy for because they can see the wide range of the way the human condition shows up and it is frequently really messy. Yeah, my uh, first startup, we were doing opera, uh, predictive analytics and operation modeling and I worked with the founder who was a computer scientist, a data scientist and an architect and we'd go into these health systems uh, to try to understand where we could bring efficiency and you know, it, it was because I was a nurse, I was more comfortable speaking the language, understanding the environment. I could ask the probing questions. And then when the models came back, I, you know, they're not perfect yet and there's bias and things. And so really asking those questions and assessing, is this model correct? Having that background really brought a lot of value to the team. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that, just to tag on. I think when I transitioned from my clinical role to a product development role, I really sat in between the customer and our product 
engineering group, so software hardware engineers, and was able to be that translator um, and really help them develop specifications that would truly be meet the needs of the end user. And I always like to end on a very positive thought. Uh, we hear about how difficult and challenging it is to be on the front lines and to be taking care of people, but I want to share what it is that I love about being a nurse. I love and appreciate the, um, the honor that it is to be in a very sacred space, to have people be at their most vulnerable when they are scared, when they are hurting, and to feel like just being present to them, being in a place where I can say, I see you, I, I am here, and you will not be alone. And there's a great deal of um, satisfaction and, and a touch of humanity. So oftentimes, you know, we hear about all of the really big challenges, but I really like to leave you on a note that this is, this is good, big, important, beautiful work that we do. And I'm excited that we have technology companies that are helping us to meet the needs and to reduce suffering and to multiply joy. So Molly, what do you love about? I know we're on a lightning round, so I'll try and yeah. make it quick, but I think you know, being, I've been in technology for over 20 years, um, medical device mostly before Microsoft, and I think at the end of the day, you know, healthcare is people care, it's relationships, it's partnerships with patients, and I say that uh, really from the perspective of a healthcare consumer. And so when we think about high tech, we cannot disregard the high touch mm -hmm. as well. So that's so uh, just critical. What do you like? You know, I think it's just to make the best products and have successful companies takes a multidisciplinary collaboration and nurses need to be at that table. I can have an impact at an individual yeah. uh, system and population level. Well, I just want to guys say thank you to Startup Health and to all of you for all the work that you're doing. And if you are on a mission or a mandate to improve health and human experience, you need a nurse. We're here to help. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. At Startup Health, our motto has been, together we can. By uniting a global army of the world's top health innovators, we believe we can solve the world's biggest health challenges, including challenges like the one we're facing with the spread of the novel coronavirus. We invest in entrepreneurs who are committed to achieving health moonshots. And to read more about the inspiring women and men in Startup Health, you can go to startuphealth.com and click on content. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, at Startup Health, to keep tabs on our special coverage of the health tech companies pivoting to solve for COVID-19. I appreciate you joining me today. We'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and do your part to practice responsible social distancing. We're all in this together.